The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to stop focusing on business problems and start focusing on the growth and leadership of your business. Welcome to The Business Edge with your host, Marsha Zeidel. Learn to create a growth agenda to get your business on the right track and keep it there. Rev up your growth engine with exceptional talent and develop the right kind of leadership to move it forward fast. Now, here is Marsha Zeidel. Welcome to The Business Edge, giving practical advice to entrepreneurs and business leaders and how to take your company, firm, or practice to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth. I'm Marsha Zeidel, your Smart Moves Coach, getting you on the right track, keeping you on the right track, and making sure you don't get sidetracked. Let's start with a Smart Moves quote from one of the most successful entrepreneurs, Mary Kay Ash, founder of Mary Kay Cosmetics. She said, I envisioned a company in which any woman could become as successful as she wanted to be. The doors were wide open to opportunity for women who were willing to pay the price and have the courage to dream. Well, to help us have the courage to dream as well as open up the doors to opportunity are my guests Deborah Williams and Janie Schultz, second and third generation entrepreneurs who together started their own company, Retreat Central, which you will learn more about later. They will share their experience on being entrepreneurs, how to know whether you are suited for owning your own business, as well as lessons learned from their fathers, including taking risks, integrity, and how to recover from a skid knee. Welcome, Janie and Deborah. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you for having us, Marsha. I really appreciate it. Thank you're you. Wel- you're welcome. Well, Deborah, we'll start with you. Um, I understand, in fact, both of you are offsprings of entrepreneurs. What do you think your greatest lessons were from your parents? And as I said, Deborah, we'll start with you. Terrific. Thank you. You know, my father was somebody who I really watched growing up, and I really saw from in front of the customer, he was always made the customer feel like they were the most important person in the world. And I think there's so much to be learned with treating people and meeting people where they are and then ex- exceeding their expectations. Um, but behind the scenes, my father taught me, um, you know, when you, when you see somebody both as an entrepreneur and as your father, I really um, see that he taught me a lot about perseverance, and not being afraid to work hard or to sweat. He was somebody who was really taught me that it was, it's important to be in the trenches with people as well as guide them and, um, and be their role model. Um, he, I think he taught me a lot about working smart and thinking things through and um, trying to be strategic. And then also that knowing that, um, and knowing that you're going to fail at some point, you're, you're going to make mistakes, 
but that as an entrepreneur, it's really important to, and it's essential that you have to make those mistakes, um, that you have to learn from them and you have to create opportunities from them, that they don't, that they're not just a mistake and they're not just a failure, but they're a way for you to learn how to succeed. Very good ideas. And um, Janie, what did you learn? Well, it's in my blood, truly, because my grandfather started his own company, and then both my parents started theirs. Um, my father um, was the first generation of his family to do it on his own, and my mom had the advantage of learning both from her father and her husband, who started before she did. And for, for me and for us in our family, it's really about being able to manage risk both emotionally and financially, and it's about being um, ha- having that tolerance for the risk because I think for many people who are thinking about their own business, they may have the best ideas in the world and even people to work with it and even money to do it, but being willing to risk almost everything, if not everything that you have um, for an idea, it takes a different kind of skill set, a different kind of personality because with that uh, risk tolerance, also comes resilience because, as Deborah said, there's lots of times that you're going to fall and you're going to fail and you're going to make mistakes, and some of them could be very expensive. But if you are resilient and learn from them and take that to the next step, um, then, then you'll succeed. I think the other piece that I really learned from all three of them that we try to, to bring into our company, Retreat Central, is this sense of integrity. Because uh-huh. when it's your company, it's a reflection of you. Um, it's not just a place that you work. And you have people's lives in your hands. You have people's approach to lives, to their own lives in your hands. And so you have to make sure that you're always functioning with the highest level of integrity and honesty and transparency that you can because you're modeling for everybody. Well, you know, I had mentioned to both of you when we talked previously that I also came from an entrepreneur family. And uh, I was thinking of the lessons learned that I, uh, from my father. Um, And uh, Deborah, you talked about the customer being the most important and uh, treating them well. And that's one of the things I saw my father do. And and Janie, you talked about um, integrity and being honest and transparency. And that's another thing that I also learned. Um, and, you know, I grew up like both of you um, in, in, a, in a business, and um, it was only when my father passed away that customers came up and said what he did for them um, and things that I never knew. So I, I find this topic very, very interesting. Um, why don't we move on now? Um, and let's continue with first Deborah and, and then Janie. Um, what is the most challenging aspects of being an entrepreneur? Deborah? Um, you know, I, I think that the, you know, just with the downside, there's always an upside to each one. So some of the things that I would say for what are, what are the most challenging are also one of, some, what, some of the, my favorite parts of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that's part of the characteristics of being an entrepreneur. There, um, there, there's good and bad in everything. Um, and I think that's really important for you to be able to walk into any situation understanding the risks and the rewards. But I would say that, um, you know, that wearing a lot of hats 
And yes. Really, um, you know, and especially in the beginning, uh, it was really just Janie and I, and we were wearing every single hat. And so mm-hmm. your skill set has to be somewhat developed in all aspects, certainly whatever aspect you're serving the most in. But, um, you know, your skill set really needs to be fine-tuned in many of the ones that are either going to make or break you. But you have to have a lot of skills and you have to be nimble. Um, and, then, and then when you get to the point where you can hire people, you have to really be good at it. And you have to give them um, the guidelines, the roadmap, and the keys to success in order to be able to do the job as well as you think you could have done it. And I think that entrepreneurs have a hard time sometimes um, letting go and yes. also making sure that somebody else is going to do it Maybe not exactly the way they would do it, but um, I think that the most challenging part is the, is the obvious one that's, you know, it's always the elephant in the room is, are we going to make it? And is the risk, um, you know, and always checking in on the risk, is the risk outweighing the, re- you know, is the reward outweighing the risk? Um, but um, those are the things that I, I, I find to be the most challenging, and like I said in the beginning, is sometimes they're, the, they're also the best part. Right. And Janie, what else would you like to add to that? Because these are some great, great ideas. Um, I think that the, the biggest challenge, there's, there's three biggest challenges. One mm-hmm. is um, willingness to admit your own weaknesses, acknowledge them, and keep your ego in check. Because not only could you be moving down the wrong direction because you think your idea is the best when, in fact, it's not, mm-hmm. but you also have to... Um, Understand your own personal skill set weaknesses so that whether you have a partner or whether you have people you can hire to help you with areas, if you know what you're not good at, you're Mm -hmm. much less likely to fail and willing to admit what you're not good at. Um, The other major area is about patience. I think that um, building your own business is like remodeling or building a house. It's going to be twice as expensive and take twice as long. (laughs) Right. And we forget, we forget that and we think that we should, you know, how come the world doesn't see that we are doing the most important business in the history of the universe right now? Right. Um, so I think that's another very big piece of it. And finally, maybe the hardest of all of all the challenges is maintaining a sense of humor, uh-huh. um, both with our own weaknesses and egos, but in the situation and, and with our customers. We have to be able to laugh not only at the situation, but with our employees, with our partners, and with our customers. And if we maintain a general sense of seriousness, but it's still semi-light, then right. everybody's going to feel much safer and more <clears throat> capable of doing what they do best. Um, and we have about uh, two minutes before the um, n- uh, next uh, segment. And so, um, Deborah, what is one of the best things, and then I'll go to Janie, what, uh, what are the best things of being an entrepreneur? So, Deborah, one, one thing that you would say is best. Um, I think it's the obvious, and that is to follow your passion. Um, you know, we, uh, you know, a lot of people say they want to own their own businesses, um, and they might, like Janie said, they might have a great idea. But you have to really be passionate about what it is that you're doing and really believe in it. And then be willing to, you know, give up a lot of things in order to mm-hmm. see it. 
Um, you know, I mean, just like you were mentioning about your father's customers, he, you know, he went out of his way and he did things for those customers that nobody ever knew until he passed away. Um, and that is, that's what a, a true entrepreneurial spirit is. You will go above and beyond and do things that nobody ever knows that you did because it is your passion to see that somebody is taken care of or that they're going to be successful, which in turn makes you successful. So I think that, you know, the passion part of it is if you don't have that passion, it's going to be really hard for you to be successful because it takes so much of the things that we've mentioned, the skill set, the training, the Uh Uh lives, the building of the culture, the building of the systems, um, the reporting, all the different hats you have to wear, that you have to be passionate about it because you just won't have the energy and the wherewithal to see it through. Well, you know what? Uh, Janie, we're going to hold your um, what's the best part until we, we come back from our break. Um, so um, it's time for a short break now. This is Marcia Zottle, your Smart Moves coach. You're listening to The Business Edge, taking the growing pains out of growth on Voice America's business channel. When we come back, my guests Janie Schultz and Debbie Williams will give us further insights onto being the, an entrepreneur, the joys and the challenges. Stay tuned. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash World Talk Radio or search for the keywords World Talk Radio. Once you're a part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the World Talk Radio network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash World Talk Radio or search for World Talk Radio. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidal, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. 
You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidle. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back, listeners. This is Marcia Zidle, your Smart Moves Coach. And my guests today are Janie Schultz and Deborah Williams. And they are giving us insights into being entrepreneurs. They are second and third generation entrepreneurs. And we were just finishing the joys and the challenges. And so, um, uh, Janie, uh, what do you see as the best part? What is the joy of being an entrepreneur? I love being an entrepreneur because I love having control over my own uh, professional destiny, which means my personal destiny in many ways, financially and in terms of my time. I like being able to decide um, where, what I'm going to do for the day, how I'm going to take something strategically. But the other side of that best part is that I'm, I um, am surrounded by people, and in this case, one person in particular, Deborah, who's as passionate about this as I am, and so having a partner in that is tremendous. The other piece that's really, really wonderful about it is that my family is a part of it because it's our, it's our family business, just as all entrepreneurial ventures are a family business. So rather than having some, somebody else control your family life, we all know each other, we take care of each other, the kids send you know, leads to us on the Internet from both of our families, they're all a part of it. So I think having the, um, the control over my life and the fact that my family's involved, those are the two best things for me. Well, now let's start talking about your business. So, uh, Janie, um, why did you start Retreat Central? And tell us a bit about it. Great. Thank you for asking. Um, Retreat Central started as a response to customers that we were trying to serve in another business. Deborah and I worked with my mother, and her entrepreneurial venture was a place called Garrett Creek Ranch Conference Center, just northwest of the Dallas-Fort Worth Airport. And it was a very successful executive retreat center that had been in business since the mid-1980s. And it was, it was um, rather high-end, and it was designed for corporate executives. And because of that, we would get calls from groups who couldn't afford our rates. And even though we gave meeting grants and we gave discounts for sure to not-for-profits, there were still many groups that couldn't afford our rates, church retreat groups, spiritual groups, some university groups. And so, but because we were a high service and because we had our own business and we could control things more, we worked really hard to try to meet their needs of having a great place to meet. And it was very, very frustrating that here were these groups, many of whom's mission are to make the world a better place, and they couldn't afford to meet in a nice place. They could only really afford it. All we knew about at the time were more traditional hotels. So what happened, so it was very frustrating a lot for all of us. We couldn't serve them. Then what happened was I got involved in the world of summer camps, and we found out, I didn't even know, that many summer camps operate as retreat centers during the school year when they're not at camps. Mm-hmm. There are hundreds and hundreds of them all around the United States, and they are looking for groups to try to fill that space. And what Deborah and I talked about quite a bit is that 
if we, if we didn't know that these retreat centers exist, how much less do the people <laughs> who are just randomly looking around know about them? Right. So we talked, and it was actually a funny story, because we were driving to do to see a property of one of our competitors in the, in the conference center business, and it was in a hilly part of Texas. And a camp called us and said, we, know, we hear that you know all about retreats and growing our retreat business. Can you help us? And just at that moment, we went down a hill and lost cell phone reception with them. Yeah. And then by the time we hit the bottom of the hill and started heading back up where we could get reception again, Deb and I started peppering him with questions all about the camp retreat business. And we would go down a hill and lose reception. And by the time we finished that little 10-minute stretch where we were constantly in and out of reception, we had created Retreat Central. And I'll let Deb tell you about what Retreat Central does practically, but that's how we got started. What a what an interesting story. Um, I said, okay, Deborah. so um, why don't you go into a little more detail about Retreat Central? Terrific. Thank you. So Retreat Central exists to help budget-conscious groups find the perfect place for their retreat. And we believe that the budget-conscious market is a $94 billion meetings market a year. Um, And we believe that camp properties, which operate as retreat centers during the academic year, during, you know, when uh, the school year, Mm-hmm. Um, are a far greater setting in many cases than a bud than a, than a box hotel, and so um, you know a camp property will have not only the kinds of accommodations that are suitable and actually more advantageous for mm-hmm. youth for supervisory purposes, but they also have beautiful, beautiful grounds, mm-hmm. lots of recreation, wonderful meeting space. And, um, and, you know, great food, and it's extremely affordable. Um, and, you know, they, they can package it all into one price, and, um, and, and the, the outcome of what our guests are saying, what our clients are saying, it far outweighs anything that they had experienced before. And so there was nobody in that this space, in the space of representing exclusively camps, and mm-hmm. so we went into this space to help really clients find the right places and also to help camps grow their retreat business. We have a directory on our website is very, um, you know, is very similar to um, some of the other sites like Hotels.com or Airbnb Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. HomeAway. And and that's what you do. You go in and you um, you actually put in where you're looking to find and, and there's a, you know, you can get your results quickly and, and, and get answers for your So, uh, j- just out of curiosity, and either one could answer this, uh, what kinds of organizations are taking advantage of your directory, whether you want to sp- specifically give a name or the kinds of organizations? The organizations that are looking for locations like this are primarily groups that are looking to build their group. In other words, they want to have these people who come in as individuals leave the retreat experience feeling like they're part of something bigger than themselves. So you have, within the religious realm, you have youth groups, you have 
uh, men's retreats, women's retreats, family retreats. Um, at the university level, they know statistically that students who go to off-site orientations actually end up being more successful, not only socially, which would make sense because they then have this, you know, intense, immersive experience with fellow students, but also academically, and they stay at the universities longer. Um, there's also yoga retreats. There are people... There are all kinds of sports groups like bands and footballs and school things that are looking right before school starts or right after to build their community. And the reason that these these camp properties work so well is because camps, by definition, are doing the exact same thing all summer, to build a community, to build people into a group that all love each other and care about each other because they've had this intensive experience together. Well, you know, as someone who uh, facilitates meetings, off-site meetings at times and retreats, um, I can see the advantage of it because it's a whole different environment than being in a hotel. And as a former camper for many years and camp counselor, uh, this would really appeal to me. And I I can see where it appeals to many of the other uh, folks out there who want something different. Um, Anything more to say about... um, Retreat Central, before we move on, anything else you'd like the uh, listeners to know? If, you know if, only in the sense that um, Retreat Central, the, the idea of having the, the idea of having a places where groups can go go to have their retreats is identical within the business market is when people say they're having an off-site or uh-huh. an executive retreat. It's the same thing, but these are places that are you know, much more affordable. Okay, well, you know, let's get back to being an entrepreneur. And thank you so much for talking about uh, your business and what you're doing. Um, you know, both of you <clears throat> are partners, um, and um, what advice, and many entrepreneurs are solo entrepreneurs, and I've had the experience of being a solo entrepreneur and also having partners. So um, what advice would you give people who want to build a business with a partner? You know, I think that, um, that, that you know, and Janie and I, um, although, you know, it's, it's funny, a lot of people don't recommend that you go into business with your best friend, but... Um, you know, we talked a lot about that before because I think what's really important, um, regardless of your ideas, you really have to be sure that you have, you know, really fleshed out your exit strategy. If it doesn't work, what's going to happen to you and your relationship and your families and all of those things? I think, you know, although those are uncomfortable conversations, you really, really need to talk those through and be honest and transparent uh-huh. about them. But then, work, you know, um, building a business with a partner, you really have to have clear vision. And, you're, uh-huh. and, and when you don't agree on what that vision is, you need to work on getting on the same page. And, you know, uh-huh. and being able to fight it out however you fight as a, as a couple, however you <laughs> fight as a partnership. Um, you know, and, and, not, and, not, and not cave or be afraid or what have you because, some, you know, at the end of the day, you're going to go with a decision. You have to both feel good about what that vision is and which direction you're going. I think you need to have measurable goals. You need to have mm-hmm. um, benchmarks and you need to have timelines and you need to say, by this time we need to have done this and by this time we need to have done this. Um, and also when you see it not working out, being able to 
you know, say, you know what, I don't think this is working out and being able to feel strong enough to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all easy things. They sound like they're rolling off my tongue, but these are the hard, hard things to do. Um, you need to develop um, standard operating procedures and follow them. Mm-hmm. Um, and not, and then, so that everyone is following them and not everyone, no, nobody has, you know, um, special circumstances or, um, you know, or workarounds, you know, not, not, be, not being in a situation where you have to work around somebody. Um, well, you know you what, Deborah? To- I wonder if you could hold that thought uh, because I know we probably have more to, you know, more ideas um, uh, to say. But right now it's time for a short break. Uh, this is Marsha Zidle, your Smart Moose Coach, and you're listening to The Business Edge, Taking the Growing Pains Out of Growth. Stay tuned. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zeidel, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at SmartMovesCoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back. This is Marsha Zotto, your Smart Moves Coach. And my guests today are Janie Schultz and Deborah Williams, owner of Retreat Central, and they are giving insights and advice on being an entrepreneur. When we took our break, Deborah was talking about uh, advice to uh, building a business with a partner. And you know what? It sounds like it's a marriage to me. So, Janie, can you talk a bit about that? 
Sure, absolutely. I think, you know, it's funny because our husbands definitely see us in many ways more married (laughs) to each other than we are to them. Um, And I I do think that part of the reason that this partnership is so comfortable and so much easier for us is, as Deborah said, first of all, we were friends before, but I think as women it makes a big difference because we're able to um, communicate in many ways easier and more fluidly than it might be if we were working, if we were opposite genders or even two men because women, you know, speak so much easier and we have a bigger, you know, uh, we, we talk more, <laughs> bottom line. <laughs> the other piece is that um, we are very, very honest with each other. Mm-hmm. So we are able to say, you know, when you did that, you know, this is how I felt about it or I wish you hadn't done it or that was amazing. We praise each other a lot. I think that's important also. Um, the other couple of things that, are, that really, really matter in having a partner and I would recommend anyone who's considering it to think about, the first is that you share common values about the way you approach life. You have to both have the same level of integrity and, and care for other people and um, concern about your, our employees' welfare and our clients' welfare. Welfare. They have to be the same kind of values. The other is that you need to be able to take time for that friendship if you are friends. Um, we definitely have been able to build into our uh, communication with each other time just to talk about our kids and our lives and what's going on with each other personally. Um, she's certainly the first person that I would talk to beyond my immediate family about things that were, you know, that really mattered with, with me personally. So, those aspects of partnership, the human relationship piece, is something that, you know, if you if you're a, if you are a curmudgeon, I recommend working alone. <laughs> you know, both of you highlighted, uh, Jane, you highlighted the the human relations. Uh, the emotional part of partnership and uh, Deborah, you talked about more the structural part and the things that you have to get down on paper and both are very important. Um, let's move on because um, we're still going to focus on partnerships and, and working with others. So um, who would like to take this question first? What are the advantages and disadvantages of working with someone else versus working alone? You know, I think that, you know, it gets back to the, the, like, a lot of the things that we talked about in the last, but I think one of the things that really wasn't covered in that is the concept of collaboration and, um, you know, what you can gain in working collaboratively. And, um, you know, we all come into any situation, any meeting, any phone call with our own set of ideas. But if we're really able to listen and if we're really able to meet people where they are and open our minds, we have the benefit of learning and growing and seeing other and different ways of doing things. And what we've learned in the last four years is without collaboration, we wouldn't be where we are. And, you know, certainly working both with retreat planners in many cases within the church or, you know, within the religious realm or the university realms, those those realms specifically, oftentimes the client we're talking to is a lay leader or Mm -hmm, is a student. mm -hmm. Um, And so they are either unpaid or underpaid. And so they are, you know, 
very much influencers, but they are they're going to have to go out and peddle our wares or, or talk about the properties we've just shared with them. And so we have really learned the art of collaboration. And, you know, being in this in a pioneering kind of business, Retreat Central, like we had mentioned before, what is a niche. It was, it was not being represented before. And so when you're in a pioneering kind of mode, you have no ch- chance to succeed unless you collaborate. Mm-hmm. And so there wasn't any way for us to build something this um, comprehensive and national without working together and with others. And so I personally am a people person, so working alone, um, you know, we all work independently, yes, at our own desks, but not right. doing, not being in it alone. Um, so I think that, you know, Honestly, the, the future, the ways of the future, and, and all the, I think, the problems that we're seeing in the world today lack collaboration and lack the, um, you know, people working in silos and, um, and, and solving problems in silos. And so um, we're bringing a whole different um, opportunity, especially to groups, um, to be able to meet in a in a great place, so um, that's what I would say about it, Janie. The only thing I would add to what she said is that it also is very comforting because mm-hmm. you know someone has your back. You know someone who cares mm-hmm. just as much as mm-hmm. you do is right mm-hmm. there with you, and so it's very comforting and it feels very safe. Um, and you know, um. I guess the question that I have is, are, are your children um, entrepreneurs? And would you recommend your children being entrepreneurs? I'm definitely seeing signs of that among my children. Um, I have quite a few children who are very active in, their, in student leadership and mm-hmm. in other initiatives that require somebody in an entrepreneurial way to say, we're going to do this, you know, let's go do this and let's see if it can work and if it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, so I'm seeing it that way. Uh, I think the other thing that's very funny is when the kids were younger, um, I, I cried once to a friend because I found my kids playing meeting instead of house. <laughs> and, and this person who was well ahead of me professionally assured me that things will be fine. Her kids did the same thing. Um, so I would absolutely encourage them to do it. If if you have children, it's, to me it's all about, going back to what we talked about earlier, it's all about the risk and resilience. Mm-hmm. If these are kids who are not comfortable, you know, have a very low tolerance for risk and are not terribly resilient, I think entrepreneurialism could be very, very scary. And the way to try that is to do little initiatives when they're younger and see, put a lemonade stand, have them do it all themselves. And if, it, and if that freaks them out at that level, then maybe they might think about working in a larger, more corporate environment. Um, but I would definitely encourage my kids to do it. And Deborah, what about you? You know, I, I you know, I, I want my kids to do what they are passionate about. Um, I really feel like whatever it is that they want to do, that they're pa- that that they see it through to the in the way that they want to see it through. Um, if if entrepreneurship is is their passion, then I then I'll support them. I do think that you have to have the guts for it, mm-hmm. and um, you have to also really have a lot of different skill sets. And so I would be, of course, I would encourage them and support them. Um, 
I too am seeing signs of that. My kids um, are, are also just, um, um, I think in many ways they're silent leaders and um, they, uh, they lead by example um, mm -hmm. and in their actions. Um, and people look to them um, in that way. But I think that, um, you know, I think that you can't push somebody into entrepreneurship. I mean, you really have to want to do this Mm -hmm. And um, and and want to be successful. So I, I mean, I would I would encourage them if that's what they wanted to do. Well, you know, I did get um, an email from someone, and um, so uh, asking um, that they didn't grow up in an entrepreneurial um, home, and they've been corporate most of their life. And like many corporate people now, who are either being um, reorganized. Um, laid off or whatever, they're thinking about um, uh, starting their own business. And I'm wondering um, what what advice you might give them of uh, someone who hasn't been, you know, maybe some of the things you said earlier, um, but what would be some things that we could you that they could um, learn from you? If taking the leap into entrepreneurship means that they put everything at risk, that, and they're not sure that they have the, you know, the right whatever it is for it, then uh -huh. my suggestion is that they take a temporary job in an entrepreneurial venture and see what they think of that environment. Uh -huh. okay. It's exciting to them and interesting, even though the kind of work that they may be doing is not what they would do when they had their own business, or if it's just terrifying. Um, I think that's one way is to take a baby step toward it. Another thing that you could do if you were interested in it is start something on your own or with somebody that is small and lower risk. Even if it's a volunteer initiative within, you know, a nonprofit organization, try something new, see how that feels, be prepared to put yourself in a situation where everything's on your shoulders. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Understand that piece of it because most people, I think, are probably smart enough to figure out how to do something business-wise. It's whether or not they can. And what do you mean by whether they can? In other words, have the right kind of personality and okay. patience mm -hmm. and some mm -hmm. of the of multitasking that we talked about earlier. And, uh, Deborah, do you have anything to add to that? We have uh, just a couple minutes more. Um, I think that, you know, I think that Janie has given some really good um, insight, but I think that also understanding that, you know, the culture. It's such a different culture. And knowing that when you go out on your own, you're creating your own culture. Mm -hmm. And you're also, um, you're also creating your own company at the same time. So the two can also be overwhelming to create positively um, because, uh, you, you know, you, you are part of a culture when you're in a corporate environment, whether you like it or not. Um, you are part of it, but it's created for you. They're, they've branded themselves. And so I think that the more work you can do on the onset going into something before you jump, um, you know, really think through some of those I want to be, I am kind of statements uh -huh. um, and uh, work, really work through some of that. And then, um, you know, I think that also, you know, creating an advisory board. Right. Um, you know, talking to people. There's, you know, there's no, there's no, you know, getting a coach. Somebody like you. <laughs> well, thank you. On that note, 
I want to thank both of you so much because this has been a favorite topic of mine and you brought back many memories of my own childhood and we're going to take a final break and we come back um, Janie and Deborah are going to tell you how to contact them and um, any questions that you may have to follow up with them so stay tuned Find out which guests are being featured this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iradioblog.com today. Powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zeidel, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zeidel, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back, listeners. This is Marsha Zeidel, your Smart Moves Coach. And my guests today have been... Janie Schultz and Deborah Williams of Retreat Central, and they've been just fabulous guests. They've been giving insights on being an entrepreneur, the joys and the challenges. So, um, Deborah or and or Janie, um, how can guests contact you? Um, thank you. Um, the best way to contact us is through our website, RetreatCentral.com. That is the hub of where everything lives within our company. RetreatCentral.com is both a directory to find the best property for your group. Um, we and I want to make it make it clear that we are a place to find an affordable meeting for groups. This is not individual travel. This is 
where we are able to house lots of people within the really the most ideal and picturesque properties we feel exist across the country. So if you go to RetreatCentral.com, you'll find an opportunity to search. Um, you can even, you know, refine your search, but you can search by zip code or by city. And then it will come up with all kinds of different options for you, and it will tell you exactly how far you are from your, your destination. And then you can even refine it further if you're wanting specific things. Um, but there's also, um, I, think, I think, a really important opportunity for retreat planners, and that is we give um, resources with, uh, within our site. We have a pretty extensive blog that gives event planners both retreat tips on how to plan the best retreats, how to um, really focus on programming and team building, um, and, you know, is a real resource for retreat planners. Um, you know, whether you're planning a yoga retreat or, a, you know, a retreat for a support group or a religious group or, you know, even with a, with a youth group or within your university, um, it's really a place where you can go and find an affordable option in well, a place that is absolutely beautiful. Well, you know, thank you so, so much, Janie and Deborah. Um, and I know the guests have learned a great deal about being an entrepreneur. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you for having us. It was really fun. And now... It's time for Marsha's Musings, a tasty morsel of wisdom and wit to take the growing pains out of growth. Listeners, do you reward the right people as a manager? You know it's important to recognize contributions individual team members make to the success of your business, especially if there are your top performers or your all-stars. You want them to continue in their high performance. However, many times in our efforts to recognize and reward great work, we may overlook behind-the-scenes contributions which were necessary to achieve that success. Consider this. As Joe was watching Diane receive her Achievement Award from the team leader, he was feeling very uncomfortable. Diane's objective was to decrease the amount of time required for processing between billing cycles. She had coordinated the efforts of many people and had exceeded the expectations of the team. Joe agreed that Diane deserved to be recognized for her outstanding leadership ability. At the same time, however, Joe was aware that Diane's objective could not have been met without her significant contributions to the work effort. He had spent the last three months pulling double duty, doing his work as well as covering Diane's regular assignments. It would have been nice for someone to say at least, thank you, for his additional effort. Have you ever been in Joe's place? How did it feel? No matter how strongly we identify with the team or how proud we are to be a member, we still want to be recognized occasionally for our contributions. You see, individual recognition demonstrates that each and every one is important to the team's success. It also helps build a sense of involvement, ownership, and commitment. This encourages team members to help each other whenever possible. And this type of commitment will make your business more successful. So here's the smart moves tip. 
Take a look at your current procedures for reward and recognition. Use the following questions to help you improve. One, what types of achievements do you recognize and reward? Two, are you aware of the many ways to recognize folks besides money? Three, what actions have you taken to let all team or department members feel valued? And four, how can you ensure that contributions of the people like Joe are recognized and rewarded? Listeners, remember that reward and recognition doesn't have to be expensive. Would you like 50 ways to show appreciation to your people and not break the bank? Send an email to Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com with the words appreciation in the subject line or call me at 972-380-9181. You're listening to Marcia Zidal, the Smart Moves Coach, making sure you're on the right track and not getting sidetracked in your drive for high performance and profitability. Next week's program is a discipline for growth and success. The last three years have been a wild roller coaster, and there's no clear signs there is smooth sailing just around the corner. But some businesses have done better than others, much better. Most likely, they were headed by leaders who were focused and disciplined. Jim Horan, best-selling author, professional speaker, consultant, and creator of the One-Page Business Plan, will introduce us to a simple but very powerful and practical planning process that will definitely take your business to the next level. Here's a smart moves tip for the coming week. Focus on results. No one buys a drill because they love the tool. They buy it because they need holes. What about your products or services? You may think they are great, but do they meet your customers' needs? Are you sure? Let me help you find out. I'll end with my favorite quote. There are three kinds of people in this world. Those who make it happen, those who let it happen, and those who asked, what happened? Which one are you? If you're highly motivated to make it happen, let me help you make it happen. Call me for a free consult at 972-380-9181 or email Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Thank you for listening. Tune in every week, 11 Pacific, 2 Eastern, for the Business Edge with Marcia Zeidel, the Smart Moves Executive Coach and Speaker, helping entrepreneurs and business leaders take their company, firm, or practice to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth. Innovate, improve, ignite, or die. Make smart moves. See you next week. You've been listening to The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal. Please join us again next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and enjoy taking your business to the next level. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 